0: All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Ideas Exchange presented by Annexpress Podcast. I am your host, Paul Castleberry. And this podcast, we dive into all subjects related to business. We're trying to talk about tech, being an entrepreneur, running your own business, franchising, anything you can cram in between all those different kind of categories. We try to cover that here on this podcast. And this is a, this is a special episode of the Ideas Exchange because it's a first for us. We have two guests, one of which we've had on before, Mr. Paul Paquette, who is president of Inexpress Canada. And uh, hopefully everybody knows his background from the previous episode. But Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you, Paul. And uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce our, our guest for us?
1: Absolutely. So we're pleased today to uh, have Alfredo from uh, DHL Canada join us. Uh Alfredo is the uh, CIO chief information officer for DHL Canada and Alfredo, I'm just going to turn it over to you. Let you give uh, the audience a bit of a background, who you are, what you're all about, all those fun things, uh, any special trade secrets you may have you want to share. (laughs) Floor is off to you, sir. All right. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Thanks for the intro. So yeah. um, The CIO for DHL
2: Express Canada, I've been with DHL uh, about 14 years. Um, and doing different roles, mainly in IT, a little bit of sales. And recently I have uh, the opportunity to be leading our Go Green Air Sustainability Strategy for DHL Express Canada. I moved to Canada four years ago, coming from Latin America, Costa Rica, uh, and the Caribbean. I worked in those regions before coming to Canada, and the last four years have been an amazing experience here in Canada.
0: So you know a thing or two uh, when it comes to business and and the the logistics industry. So been around for fourteen yeah, years. It,
2: everything is surrounded by technology today, and you know it's it's easy to blend the technology and you know the the sales aspect of it, especially with e-commerce. That's something that blends really well. Uh, so so yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you you touched on the subject that we wanted to cover off today, and uh, the reason this one is a special episode is because it's something that inexpress is diving starting to dive into uh inexpress canada is for sure starting to kind of lead the way there but sustainability that's that's what we wanted to cover and that's why it was so important to get you on because uh like you said you're you're starting to head that up for dhl canada um and i and i kind of wanted to start with just the, the broad question of covering off what sustainability is and and why is it important that we start to take a look at it from even a corporate standpoint so Maybe uh, Paul, you want to kind of take that first, and then uh, Alfredo, you'll you'll we'll jump over to you. So, Paul, wh- what do you think? What does sustainability mean to you?
1: Absolutely, thanks, Paul. So, sustainability, you know, for companies, corporations, um, extremely important. Uh, you know, the world's evolving. Um, you know, a lot of changes are happening. You know, with uh, you know our climate, everything, and. It's one of these things that it is, in my belief, it's our responsibility to not wait, but to be part of it and to grow with what our future is going to look like. You know, I, I got kids; I got two kids; I got a son and a daughter, and whatever we do today is going to help them, uh, you know, live a better life in the future. And you know, we're very fortunate in Express to be able to sit here and talk about sustainability. And, you know, things that we do that, you know, a lot of people probably, you know, whether it's within even our own network or outside that uh, do not understand how much of a positive impact that InExpress globally already has on the environment. Like we're a paperless company. We're a technology-based company. So we've, we have no paper. This is the first accounting team that I've ever worked with. We got no paper on our desks. Like our desks are empty. We got a computer, and that's it.
0: So the the paper pushers don't have paper to push.
1: Not at all. So it, it's very important, and you know, just to take it further, you know, Inexpress has a lot of great partners right across the world, within Canada and globally. And it's very important that we have, uh, or it's, it's important that we have the ability to partner with the right carriers, and those carriers. Having similar mind-like uh, philosophies as we do when it comes to, you know, our carbon footprint or sustainability, you know, and affecting how or how we can improve and have a positive impact on the environment, which is why I'm excited to have Alfredo part of a, of this discussion with us. So, you know, Alfredo, I'm going to turn it over to you if you're okay, and just talk a little bit about, you know, DHL and you know, how this all uh, translate and in in your world. Yeah.
2: I mean, I like to view things in a simplistic way, right? What sustainability means is you be able to run a sustainable business. As you mentioned, Paul, a sustainable future for our kids, a sustainable business that can run for many years, right? Uh, So for DHL, is three main pillars. One is the environment, uh, which is, you know, probably the one that we have a little bit more work to do um as a company then we have the social element right uh or what we used to call before you know social corporate social responsibility right but it's a bit more than that right are um how is your diversity in your workplace um how are your hiring practices uh how gender diversity are uh, you hiring people with disabilities etc right so it's a, it's a big element on the social side of things and also the social impact of your organization into your community and lastly, the governance side of things, which is, uh, are you a compliant company? Are you checking that your vendors follow human rights practices, things of that nature, right? So mm. those are the three pillars of ESG. And if you, I mean, if you buy stocks, like, you know, there's ESG scores now for companies and that's what they made out of, right? So uh, are you a good citizen with the environment? Are you a good citizen with your society? Are you a good citizen with your governments? Uh, so. That's what sustainability means for dhl and try to very simple terms
0: i think it's uh it's important to point out that you know i think when most people hear sustainability they're thinking maybe from just an environmental side of things but i'm glad you made that distinction that you have those three pillars at dhl um one of the questions i wanted to ask is you know when companies start to lean in on this and uh want to adopt it and incorporate it their organization I think it's fair to say that there's an investment into it, right? Uh, there's a monetary investment that has to be made to try to make all of that work and kind of set themselves up for success. And Alfredo, I, I wanted to kind of turn it over to you and see, um, you know, what what's the investment been like from uh, DHL to, to get sustainability as part of its culture?
2: year yeah um uh, i'll say a, a lot of investment right and it depends on the pillars uh, as, as i mentioning. and i said like the environment is one that we have to work the most on is 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 the one where i think more more investment is going into right at the end of the day we're flying planes from one place to the other and the carbon emissions from those planes are huge right yeah. so our, our biggest uh focus from from an investment perspective is definitely going to the uh, to the environment side of things. We can talk later a bit of like what things we're doing in particular there, but uh, there's also investment in terms of like, you know, conveying your strategy, making your employees part of what your strategy is from a sustainability perspective, right? There's things that we're saying, like, whenever you're onboarding a new vendor, you need to make sure they sign our code of practice and our code of practice enforces so human rights, uh, uh, and you know make sure their vendors are compliant so there's a big element around uh, getting our people trained and aware how we should be conducting our business yeah you know, the other element i'll say is apart from investment it's also i mean even in our board meetings when we look at you know normally we look at p l now we look at the p l and then the esg scorecard just to see how we environment our social and our governance so that's that's the level of relevance that is taken from up to the bottom of the organization.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great, Paul. Paul, what are, what are your thoughts there as a business owner coming into this and uh, looking to make the investment in all this? What are your thoughts? What's a good starting point?
1: I think this. You know, the starting point is really, in my eyes, is you know, uh, if we look on a culture side of it, you, you know, I'm very big when it comes to culture. Is making people aware the impact that when you're part of this organization. The things that we do, the way we act—you uh, know—bringing in, in uh, not using water bottles, uh, you know, the disposable water bottles. You know how all that really helps uh, to affect the future of our planet. You know, one of the, one of the things—you um, know—not that long ago, but you know, we have a water cooler now in our office. You know, another thing—I yeah, remember when I started all of our computer systems we have here are all uh, refurbished items so you know we're trying to keep a lot of stuff as we can out of the landfill so because we're a non-asset-based company you know we still have a lot that we can do and still impact the environment and you know a lot of people might think it's not a big thing that we're doing but it really is and you know, going through, you know, it's 75 water bottles a week, you know, if you start adding that up over a year, that's a big number that we're taking out of the landfill. So it's all small things that the investment that we're having, uh, because it's not always financial investments. It's a sweat equity investment as well that we have. And, you know, people have the ability to feel good about themselves. You know, I'm working for a company that actually cares about the environment and they're not just saying it; they're actually doing it and, You know, I don't want to lead into our next question, but, you know, Alfredo, you and I were talking last week, and the one thing I just could not get out of my mind, you were talking about the fuel part of, uh, you know, what DHL is doing, and I just think that's amazing, and, you know, I got to turn it over to you to explain a little bit, because it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And, like, and when I was talking about investments, that's
2: where I think most of the efforts are going. And before I get into the fuel part, it's like most people think about stability, at least in our industry and transportation, as OK, the electric vehicles, right? And that's what's what's hot in the market right now. And mm-hmm. they, you know, they will make a huge difference. But I was saying, Paul, our emissions, 90% of our emissions as a company are coming from jet fuel. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Green vehicles aren't important, but they're just maybe like, you know, 7% and we're working on, you know, changing our fleet as the age where now we can get, you know, available commercial vehicles. So, uh, that's great, but fuel is the biggest, uh, say offender from a carbon emissions perspective, from a DHL perspective, jet fuel, especially. Um, so I, I don't know if you heard about the TAM sustainable aviation fuel.
0: No, new to me.
2: All right. All right. So, sustainable so stabilization fuel is basically a blend of regular jet fuel and some other type of fuels like biofuels, like corn, corn, for example, mm. or cooking oil. So you basically blend that at a 50, 50% mix, and then you have uh, a fuel that produces about 80% less carbon emissions than regular jet fuel, just mm. by making that mix. So it, it's a super interesting product and it's the way of the future from an aviation industry. Uh, because fortunately, as much as we want electric planes or hydrogen planes, they're just not quite there yet. We right. want them Will be part of the investment and we'll be part of the, all the learnings that have to come to that. But the reality is for the next 10 to 20 years, this is our only viable option to reduce emissions. So what we are doing now is we're selling... The service of sustainable aviation fuel so basically uh, we buy the fuel on your behalf so for example let's say an express or uh, you have a few customers that want to invest into this so we sign them up for uh, sustainable aviation fuel and at the end of a year then we give you credits back on carbon emissions because we purchase sustainable aviation fuel on your behalf we use it in our planes and then you can claim your carbon emissions at the end of a year if you're a company with science-based targets it's great or it's just a company that's just trying to reduce your carbon footprint whatever your goal is it reduces drastically your uh your, your
0: footprint yeah, that's really cool i you know some of our listeners they're going to be small business owners right and they're probably listening to this and going well I don't have a jet i i'm not i'm not using a jet to get get from point a to point b or anything like that so kind of taking a step back and paul Bocquet, you were kind of talking about this a little bit the small little ways that companies can yeah. uh, introduce sustainability into their corporate environment and uh yeah just kind of adopting that uh alfredo let me let me ask throw that to you from a cor- large corporation like dhl's standpoint what are some things that you could maybe throw out there some tips or whatever to small business owners to kind of lean into this more? What, what would you say to them?
2: Yeah, that's a great question, Paul. I think, um, if you're a small company, I'll give you advice, like look at three things, right? One is, what things is your business, uh, producing directly, right? So for example, if I do t-shirts, for example, right? So what are my direct emissions from that t-shirt production on my on, on my basement or in my, in my small office, what is producing emissions? That's one. The other one is what is indirectly producing emissions? So, for example, the energy that you're buying in order to run your building. Is that energy clean or not? Right. Mm-hmm. And lastly, is your partners, the partners that you're using, are, uh, are they clean or not? For example, if you are you know, bringing your uh, in source materials out of from China, there is a big emission versus if you bring them, let's say if you're a Canadian business and you're bringing them from Canada, right? So there's, there's a huge difference from a carbon emissions perspective on what happens with that. So you need to look at those three like, look at your own business, what indirectly you needs your business, and what your partners or sources are producing for our carbon footprint emission. And I think that just changes from industry to industry. I was hearing Paul talking around how different it's for you guys that are your tech company uh, versus how it is for us that we just basically are uh, producing emissions based on jet fuel, right? So yeah. every business is different. But if you look at those three things, you'll you'll find the answers. And also just ask around, right? Don't. Uh, sometimes we think like this is a way of of how you know, you can reduce uh, carbon emissions, but somebody will say, well, what about the bottles? Why don't we use, as you mentioned like, why do we use refurbished equipment? Like, that's not going to landfill. So everybody has amazing ideas around how to be more, mm-hmm. you know, conscious around the environment, how we produce less footprint. So, uh, yeah, it's, this, right?
1: it's also creating a healthy work environment and, you know, some camaraderie, some communication of, of what's going on when it comes to sustainability. Um, you know even all of our lights in the building like we just moved into this building a year and a half ago you know there was a number of key selling features with this building when we moved in you know a lot of motion sensor lights so you know we're not using excess energy that's going on you know we have a recycle program downstairs in the building for batteries we have Uh, charging stations for electric vehicles in this building. So it was very important to partner um, with the right building where InExpress is going to spend the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years in in a building that has similar philosophies that we do, just like when we partner with our carrier partners. You know, we're also working in the same type of environment, has the same mindset as well. Uh, I know the cleaners in the building here, everything is um, eco-friendly cleaning products that they have. Yeah a lot less chemicals, you know, that we're putting into the sewer system. So it's, it's it, little
0: it, it's little things like that that add up, right?
1: It absolutely. So if you imagine, so, you know, 70% of the workforce or companies in, can, in Canada are small businesses. So imagine, you know, 70% of the companies, small businesses, which we're a big part of, everybody does one thing little and the impact that that's going to have. Yeah, you know those are the things that uh, you know people will say. You know what that one water bottle that you know what I used or I threw outside in the garbage can. You know, it's not really going to affect positive or negatively to environment. But mm. you know, if everybody has that same mindset, yeah, it does have a major impact. So
0: yeah, absolutely. You know,
1: the, the one thing that I've really noticed. Um, specifically in the last 12 months, uh, I've been fortunate, I've been doing, you know, a lot of guest lecturing at some of the universities, uh, here in Ontario and the younger generation, their one of their primary focuses is on sustainability. And, you know, I get asked by them, you know, what are we doing? You know, and just in discussions with them and, you know, some of the classes, it's, they buy based on that mentality, that mindset, and it's kind of cool. And, you know, my generation and, you know, people that are older, you know, we don't look at it the same level as some of the younger generation. So yeah, you know, I'll be at home. If I throw something away in the garbage, I guarantee you, my daughter's going to yell at me 25 years <laughs> old. I'm getting yelled because it doesn't go in that spot. It goes in that spot.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. It, so, well, somebody has got to keep you in line, so
1: yeah absolutely but it's it's amazing the younger generation their mindset is has been already geared towards that and you know it's our generation i think that has the impact based on um you know some of the positions that we're in where we can really truly have a, have that impact to leverage that younger generation learn from them and start bringing it into a lot of different organizations, a lot of different, uh, different companies. So,
0: yeah. Paul, Paul Paquette, you you were telling me uh, about a week or so ago that a fun fact about DHL and and an investment they had made. Uh, You want to kind of share that fact with us and then maybe Alfredo will rope you in on that conversation get your take on it.
1: Uh, uh, Absolutely. So, um, you know, I was with a meeting with uh, Andrew Williams, who's the CEO of DHL not that long ago. He was actually on, uh one of our canadian podcasts that we do and they talked about the dhl investment on 100 electric vehicles that they've just launched here in canada which is kind of cool you know my wife drives an electric vehicle and you know i understand when you're driving you know, you got so many kilometers and you got to really plan your route sometimes and you know when you got a, a logistics company as big as DHL and you got a hundred of them you know, it's kind of cool it's congratulations first of all but uh you know if you want to explain a little bit about uh, how that's going and the excitement part of it
2: yeah i know it's it's uh, it's going great we they're still not on the road i can't wait for them to see them actually do deliveries uh we got our first uh units from ford uh they're in our parking lot we're still working on the So fine tuning on the uh, electrical charging, but they're almost ready to go. Uh, We also bought uh, the General Motors, uh, the EV6000, which is uh, another delivery van. Um, I I think uh, that one in particular was very interesting because the factory that produces them, it's here in Ontario. So talking about like the carbon emissions, you know, like if you're shipping a vehicle from across the ocean versus getting a vehicle that is produced here in Canada and it's coming toward our or maybe you know, 100 kilometers as far as it could go from a del- from a production to a delivery standpoint is is really amazing. Now it's going to be a journey, as you mentioned, Paul. Right? We have we have to be watching for the miles. You have to be watching for okay, how do we how do we charge them? Some some of the vehicles with longer range you can charge every two days, some others will have to be charged uh, every day. Um, how's your driving habits make a difference with your range, right? Uh, I mean, how are you breaking, etc. So it just, it, it's its a lot of change for the organization. But we have to start, right? We have to, we have to get the foot there. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we're gonna have a lot of learnings on how to you know how to use these vehicles to the best way but i think just getting the vehicles and making the decision that any future purchases of vehicles that we make are going to be all meal i think it's, it's a step in the right direction
0: absolutely think of the domino effect of that though i mean as you as you were talking i was thinking in my mind well now they got to be more efficient on their routes they got to be more efficient about you know all the stops that they got to make and and just tightening up on the time and just all the things uh, about that uh, that journey, I think that's really cool. Um, we're we're kind of closing in on the our time together here. This is one of those topics again. I, I love learning more about this and how companies can can better lean in on sustainability from all aspects. So, uh, Paul Paquette, let's let's start with you. Any kind of closing thoughts or remarks you want to give on the subject?
1: Absolutely. And, you know, first of all, Alfredo, thank you for joining us today you know, we're honored to have you take time out of your schedule for this. Um, You know, I guess my my final comment to everybody uh, that is watching is we can all do our part. If we're not doing our part, um, it's time to start doing our part because it is going to affect, you know, our kids, our kids, kids, it's going to affect businesses, you know, 10, 20, 50 years from now. And it's kind of cool to say, to sit here and to say, we had an impact on what our future is going to look like and how our future is going to be. So get involved, participate. And, um, you know, I I just want to thank you, Paul, for this as well. It was a lot of fun. I love, uh, you know, I've had a few of these already. So it's great having these uh, podcasts and, uh, you know, sharing some of our intel. Uh, And Alfredo, any final comments from you as well? Yeah, thanks, Paul. Um, I think very similar,
2: right? I think uh, what better time to act right now? And anything that your business or you can do on a personal level makes a difference, right? Uh, Don't undermine the things that are small. Every small thing, as Paul mentioned, one bottle is one bottle. But if you multiply them by years, by the amount of people that's doing it, it makes a huge difference. So, uh, you know, this is the time to start acting. It's never too late. So, if we have curiosity, you know, we're more than happy to have a conversation with you. I guess Paul as well. So, um, yeah, that's that's my final thought and invitation. And it's great to be here. Uh, these conversations are conversations really amazing and partnering with, with companies that think alike around, you know, leaving the best future for for our kids, and for our families is is the right thing.
0: Amen. I couldn't have said it better myself. Appreciate it. Alfredo, thanks for letting the polls uh, kind of gang up on you here. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on spending some time with us and sharing your insights, your thoughts about what DHL is doing. And Paul Paquette, thank you again for jumping on with us. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun. So we'll end it here. Thank you both very much. And uh, just keep doing what you're doing.
1: Thanks, Alfredo. Have, have a great long weekend, buddy. Yeah, same to you, Paul and hey, Paul.
0: <laughs> take care. All right, All right. take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Ideas Exchange podcast presented by InExpress. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to show us some love and support, please share it out with others on social media or leave us a rating and review. If you want to know more about what InExpress is, visit inexpress.com to find out what they do and how they can help you and your business. That's I-N-X-P-R-E-S-S dot com. Thank you so much and we will catch you in the next episode.